Sisters in the Shadows is in aid of Nordif Robbins. Nordif Robbins is the largest independent music therapy charity in the UK, dedicated to enriching the lives of people affected by life-limiting illnesses, isolation or disability. Their music therapists are expertly trained to tune into each movement, reaction and expression of the individuals they work with to discover how music can enrich their lives. They are absolutely brilliant. But they receive no government funding and so rely on the generosity of their supporters. Charities like Nordif Robbins are really struggling these days and need your help more than ever. As a musician and a music lover, I know firsthand of the healing powers of music. It can lift your spirits, unite people and touch your heart in ways nothing else can. And the amazing therapists at Nordif Robbins use that power to help some of the most vulnerable people in society. If you love music and care about people, and I know you do, I ask you as a proud ambassador of Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity to help support their important work today. Just go to nordif-robbins.org.uk to find out more. That's nordif-robbins.org.uk. Well, hello again, you beautiful people. Welcome back to Sisters in the Shadows, Women in Blues and Jazz. This podcast celebrates the brilliant women throughout the history of blues and jazz, and I'm your host, Colette Cooper. Today's show is dedicated to the late, great Janis Joplin. Janice was born January 19, 1943, in Port Arthur, Texas. She was a rebellious teenager and was at odds with the segregated society she grew up in. Janice moved to San Francisco in 1963, where she started singing in cafes with her auto harp or guitar, singing the blues, mainly Bessie Smith. She then joined Big Brother and the Holding Company in 1966 and quickly developed a following. She rose to fame after their performance at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967. For the rest of the decade, she performed solo or fronted other bands. She was the first female rock star and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995. But Janice was a blues singer at heart. And in 1970, she paid for a tombstone on her hero, Bessie Smith's unmarked grave. Janice died of a heroin overdose. Just two days after recording, in one take, Mercedes-Benz in October 1970. Her biggest hit, Me and Bobby McGee, was released a few weeks later. And the rest is history. Lana May Hodge not only plays a clarinet brilliantly, she also plays a saxophone, she's an arranger and a band leader and co-founder of an all-female swing band called the Rhythm Sisters, who are brilliant. We caught up not too long ago to bond over Janice and our love of the blues, but I started by asking her what female clarinetist inspired her in the first place. 
There's this amazing clarinetist based in New Orleans called Doreen Ketchins. Yes, we know and, her well. She's yeah. the, I'd call it, well, the queen of clarinet. She's, absolutely. Um, I call her the Bessie Smith of clarinet playing. Oh, she's, she's incredible. She? She's just got, she's just got, and, and the videos. You oh, know, it's, it's pure filth. Pure filth. I love I it. <laughs> influence. When you play, I can see that because we do touch base on, on the, the amazing Annette Cohen. And she is brilliant. Yeah. Um, but she's a lot cleaner. You know, and yeah, yeah, like the Ella Fitzgerald of clarinet. Yeah, yeah, it's like very beautiful. But I think that's one of the best things for me about the clarinet is how versatile it is in terms of sound. Yeah, um, and you know, in terms of the styles that you can play in. I mean, it sounds absolutely gorgeous when you play it classically. Yeah. It can sound really sort of Eastern when you when you play it in a kind of traditional Jewish style yeah. um you know and then you can bring that filth into jazz and blues and, and growl <laughs> yeah. and gliss I love the growl and, I love yeah it. and there's just so there's it's such a versatile instrument such yeah. versatile sounds and yeah, yeah I, I love sound. it I, I love, love it, it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite instruments I mean I love all instruments but the clarinet the, the trumpet, the harmonica for yeah. me. I don't know, it's got, <laughs> it's just got that dirtiness to it. And um, yeah. I just love it. Going back to uh, Doreen, cause she's like one of the only, um, as you'll know this, um, female band leaders in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. The first one, she was the first one. Cause we talked yeah. about Doreen on the show and she was the first one. And, and that's kind of crazy, isn't it? In a it's, way. it's, it's mental. And I just- There's very few of them and yeah and i i just love i love her, i love her style i just love the fact that she still sits on the corner of the street yeah. in new orleans with uh, like her band which i think like half of them are probably her family because they've got like kids on the drums sometimes and you know what i mean and they bring in like they're bringing all the family into it and and they're just sitting there and they're playing and it's it's just incredible and that was the first video i saw on youtube um yeah. was of her just playing on the street because and she loves it, it. she genuinely yeah. it's in her blood it's in her bones she's doing it for the art yeah you no know, she probably you know she'd play if the fridge door opened you know <laughs> you know you know what yeah. i mean and i, I yeah. love that and that's that's real for me and that's why yeah definitely you know you've just got to you can always see the 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 real from the fake right it, they'll just keep yeah. playing and keep going and but was it you were playing the clarinet before you actually saw Doreen though um yeah yeah so what I mean who influenced you to to perform this genre um it, do you know what it was just kind of like because uh, I was professional musician before but yeah. I was playing predominantly classically yeah. um and I was classically trained and I always kind of I always always loved blues and I loved sort of like the psychedelic electric blues of the 60s yeah. and you know Janis Joplin yes. um you know we yeah. were talking about Janis she yeah. is just absolutely probably one of my favorite musical artists who have ever lived um yeah. and you know I, I just get really emotionally connected to music that makes me screw my face up and, yeah, and go like oh yeah do you I know mean, what I mean I, yeah no I'm 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 obviously a big jazz and blues fan and I perform that but my heart is really in the blues there's yeah. something about that gutsy real guttural blues sound that absolutely yeah it really resonates with me and and just makes me want to I don't know explode you know, <laughs> vocally yeah no I, I'm the same I'm absolutely the same and I think as well like for me the simplistic 
nature of the structure and the format and the chords right. and the key yeah. gives you as a, particularly as an instrumentalist like yeah. i'm not having to think about crazy key changes and, and it, it, you know gives you more emotion. diminished chords and, and i can right. just fully express myself yeah. um and and that's what i love about it that's why i like it because it's less and yeah, it gives you room to be more emotional because I, you know, I performed a lot of jazz and at the same time, I've loved that, but it kind of it stilts me a little bit emotionally um, mm. because there's so many changes, there's so many notes, there's so many where blues is less and it just gives you that freedom. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's why I love it. And, and that's that's why, yeah, it's saying we love it for the same reason. And I was in um, rehearsals to play Janis Joplin, actually, before lockdown. And we had um, a read through performance with the producers and then we Amazing. were Amazing. So I'll have to make, if you come and see the show, I'm going to have to make sure I'm really good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I'll definitely, now. I'll definitely come and see the show. Oh, yeah. I, I would, I would love to see that. I like just that the thought of being able to to see someone perform those songs live, like cheap yeah. thrills. Like I yeah. sit there and listen to it on vinyl yeah. with a glass okay. of wine, and and every, oh. every time I'm still like so. I could, yeah, it's so it's hard fantastic. to put into words, but yeah. I could just explode or implode or both. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so, it. so which which female female jazz and blues artist do you feel on the scene today shining through other than yourself instrumentalist vocalist whoever um because you are I shining think, through i think you're brilliant oh thank you no i've i've only i've only been playing jazz for maybe like two years well it feels I sort like of you've been doing it dipped forever. My, i dipped my toe in it like with my with my husband when i met my husband um about three years ago and 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 he sort of guided me a little bit and then you know, and then I, I realized that a lot of the songs, um, standards and stuff had been done by, you know, Janice. And there's like a couple that um, I found that had been done by Free and Humble Pie. And I yeah. was just like, oh, this is interesting. Like, this we go is back to kind Janice of, Joplin's yeah, um, version of Summertime. Of, oh, my oh. God. Oh my oh, god. Oh don't every time I every mm. time I played that song in my yeah. solo, I would have Janice in my head. Like yes. and and just that that raw kind of emotion and the way that she utilizes her her voice as an instrument it oh, just it blows me away every yeah. single time she's very every smart time. she was always a big fan of um billy holiday and obviously she's a major yeah. myth which i am she's definitely one of my influences but she knew that if i'm going to do this you know that we i have to do it so different and make it my own from yeah like Billie Holiday yeah I mean like with with and Ball and Chain with oh, Ball, Ball and Chain, chain. If, if you listen to her version compared to Big Mama Thornton it's yeah. like completely different yeah both, both equally amazing but yeah. but completely and utterly different the way that she does it and then adding the kind of electric guitar yeah um you know that kind of implementation in the 60s really brought it alive i think and it was yeah i absolute, love it absolutely <laughs> i could brilliant. talk i could sit here and talk about janice all day. I could, well i could definitely <laughs> that's for sure i've been the research i've had to do on it for the last year or more even so mm. i could um i could sit we'll have to what we'll do we'll have an, a separate conversation over a cup of tea or a glass of wine yeah sounds great <laughs> we'll just talk all janice so <laughs> So you, you like I know that you you because um, going back to who you feel who's coming shining through today other than mm. yourself uh, on the scene do you see that or do you feel it's I, I mean female female wise I think obviously there are 
plenty of really, really talented singers that I've encountered um, who I think are amazing. And, you know, but in, in terms of instrumentalists, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so far, you know, into the modern jazz scene that I know yeah. a load of like modern, cause I feel like anyone who comes through has come through a lot through um, like studying and, and going to yes. university, studying, you can study jazz now. Yeah. And so they're very much into like the modern kind of post 1950s, yeah. Coltrane, Miles Davis kind of thing. And yeah. my, my taste in jazz and my taste of music, it, 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 kind of predecesses that in oh, terms of the, the, the style that I enjoy. Oh, you see, so. mine too, Lana May. The thing is, I kind of sometimes get a little chip on my shoulder when it comes to um, j jazz musicians now because I, I feel, you, you, I, and I don't mean chip on my shoulder, maybe that's the wrong word, or maybe it is, I don't know. But they, <laughs> they, they I not that I resent, because I think it's great that you can go and study jazz and you go and study music and that's great, but sometimes... I think you have to remember where it came from. You have to remember yeah. the roots of this music, how it developed. And it developed way before then, you know? Yeah. Going back to slavery, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's where it comes from. And people on the streets, which is why we, we, we love Doreen, because she's still playing on those streets. And, yeah. you know, it's great that you can go to university, study, and you come out, and it's become very privileged. It's become very elitist. And that kind of uh, without sounding like I have a chip on my shoulder because I, I don't but I just feel like sometimes a lot of the students really forget where it's come from and they need to play it with a lot more soul and heart yeah I mean I think that that sometimes like as I've been an audience member, you know, watching um, like plenty of jazz acts, particularly in yeah. Portsmouth where I live. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I feel like there is some instrumentalists where you can feel that there's a connection because you, and they connect to the audience because they've kind of got their head out of, out of the parts, out of the chord changes, out of the um, pre-planned, you know, solos and stuff. And they yeah. kind of, it allows them to connect with the audience emotionally. Yeah. Um, but then I think sometimes for me, it just feels like it's a competition as to who can fit the most amount of notes in yeah. one bar That's over <laughs> over a change. Yeah, That's over a change. Yeah, and when the it, yeah. ego comes in, that's when it's not art. Exactly, You've got to it's, take it's a show-off competition. Yeah, take the ego out and play it from the heart and the soul. Yeah, you know, as it definitely. As it's, as it's supposed to play, be played, as it used to be played. You know, it used to be performed that way. There was a reason why it's performed that way. And, it, you know, the, when the ego comes in, it, it it takes away the art so yeah and it takes away the interest for me like i yeah. just find find the shredding up and down like you know this going like up up <laughs> arpeggios and scales it's just yeah. it's really i find i personally find it really boring it's the acrobats it's sometimes the acrobats yeah. of it, it it just becomes a little bit yeah but then i don't really like know. bebop i like you know i'm i'm a complete and utter trad jazz purist i love yes. The old New Orleans, and, I yeah, love that kind me. of thing. That's, yeah, that's so. exactly exactly the same. I mean, I've got um, I've got a couple of songs I recorded with um, clarinet. Um, if I'd have known you, I'd have so got you on there. Um, oh, um, which that was my that was my idea for those tracks. I'll have to send them to you. Tell me what you think, and then if oh, I that'd be get, amazing. And if I if I, I perform one of them live on Insta Live, I'll get you on to play. That'd be wonderful. If you'd like to, that is. Oh obviously. yeah, of course. 
Um, I worry about with, with Instagram Live though, there seems like sometimes there's a bit of a delay and yes, also like when one person's talking, then the other's kind of part muted and, and, yeah. and I, I don't know how that would work. I've always wanted to try it musically, but I don't know how it would work. Um, yeah, yeah it's difficult. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a funny one. I'm sure Instagram are working on that. They must be. So if yeah. I was to click and say, right, come on, Lana, get on. And then you do your solos over whatever. I wonder, I wonder if, I don't know. I'm sure we'll try and make it work. We'll have a go anyway. <laughs> it's live Insta. I mean, that's the other thing. You're not feeding from an audience. You're not getting that buzz from the audience when you do this. Yeah, that's, still, that's a huge thing. It is, but you, it's important that you still carry on and do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I've opted for just doing kind of like pre-recorded videos as opposed to doing live streams. Because so many people are doing live streams and I just feel like as a performance and if I was going to do like a full 45 minute set or something yeah like to sit there and and will myself when I'm kind of getting not a lot back do you know what I mean like I know that sounds yeah. sounds a bit weird but I I just feel like I feed off the audience more exactly. like most performers and yeah, yeah and and I don't know how I would I would play and then I wouldn't want to do something that was <laughs> like not great do you know what I mean like, yeah I and no. half-hearted so I'd rather just put out like little videos yeah and 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 then but as long you as know. you're doing that as long as you're still doing that that's the main thing you know you're still putting your your talents and your art out there and keeping Trying it alive to. and that's the main <laughs> thing now Lana mate tell us about this all-female swing band that you started I love oh amazing <laughs> yeah um so uh, I got, I, I, I think I spoke to you about when I went to go see Wynton Marcellus in, yeah. in, in the Barbican Centre. And I just, I remember feeling really, really sad that there wasn't a female sat on stage. Yeah. And I turned to my husband and I just said, look, I, w- I want to start a big band like this, yeah. but women. And, you know, and, and just, just show that we can do it as well. Um, yeah. And I had Absolutely. this idea. Absolutely. I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm prettier. <laughs> well, we'd look nicer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, and, I, I, and I just had this idea and I was like trying to contact musicians that I knew. Um, and then I thought, right, well, I'm going to start an Instagram and I'm yeah. going to start putting videos and stuff out there and see if I can meet anyone. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, within about two months, I got approached by a singer called Amy Baker, who lives yeah. really, really close to me. She's yeah. in Portsmouth as well. And she just said... Oh, oh my God, I want to start an all-female swing band. Um, you'd, be perf- you'd be perfect. Like, I've seen you on Instagram. You know, you, you've got the vintage style. It's going to be like, we all want to dress in vintage stuff. Um, you know, and, and, and I was just like, yes. And then we met for coffee and we talked about it. And we've got on ever since. And yeah, and then we, we, we started the started the all-female swing band called the Rhythm Sisters. Um, I helped, I helped me and Amy named it together. She yeah. came up with the sisters part and I came up with the rhythm part because I was yeah. thinking about the International Sweethearts of Rhythm, yes. um, which I thought was, it was kind of like a little nod, you know what I mean? Yeah, to the, yeah. To, the instigators of, of the kind of females in jazz movement. So, yeah, I mean, and, and we've, um, obviously we had plenty more gigs that have been 
have been postponed or cancelled at the minute. Yeah. But uh, last year we did our, our debut gigs and um, we did the Crazy Cox and then we sold out Pizza Express Holborn, which was amazing, amazing. Um, last summer. Yeah. And, you know, we had loads planned, but hopefully that will just get postponed and it will happen next year. Oh, well, of course it'll happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, you know, you, you should look on to... We've seen things are posted maybe through Zoom online where you all get on Zoom and each musician plays their part. You could talk about that and do something like that meanwhile because it, yeah. could, be, it could be a year to two years before. I know, before mass so, things, yeah, you know, so, like mass events. Yeah, so, I mean, try the Zoom thing online where you all jump on and play your parts because that'd be brilliant so going back mm. to the fact that you've started this all-female swing band course the rhythm sisters which is br just brilliant i love that name <laughs> i still think it's hard i mean because there's not many all-female jazz bands there's just not and no. do you feel it's it's hard for female artists to shine through in such a male-dominated scene well uh, it's kind of it's kind of like half it's kind of half and half i mean i think yeah. pe people are people and people yeah. are either nice and supportive or they're not you know yeah. and it all depends on the individual person yeah. um i think in terms of the all-female swing band i feel like we've done last year we did really well um and i feel like that is potentially and it, maybe it should be maybe you know we are sort of benefiting from it but maybe we shouldn't yeah. um i feel like people come to the gig for the novelty that it's all women yeah. and kind of um you know i mean maybe partly like oh let's see if they're any good because they're women <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. like so it, it was Not sort looking of like beyond that and at your talents you know yeah and it was kind of like it felt um i mean but then half of it as well was like you know amy is a fantastic singer and yeah. she's you know she's done very well in her own right and she kind of yeah. has a, has already has a very good following so yeah. um you know there was like really supportive people that were there um because they'd seen her before and yeah. then this was her new project um and then you know i think the novelty brought people in but i, I you know i've had obviously i think every every female musician has had times where you know some old bloke in a bar has said after you finish playing like oh you're caught you're right for a girl or you know um <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you know i i went to go see a friend perform once um and me and my husband were sat there and we were sat there with her husband and she was playing drums so bearing in mind this guy was like you know performing with a female instrumentalist um and he he sort of like came up to our table in the inter interval and and said to me and my husband oh so i take it you know you two are musicians as well and we were like yeah he turned to my husband and was like oh, what do you play and i was like oh i'm i'm a guitarist mm. and then he turned to me and went and i suppose you're a singer I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> classic oh, very <laughs> no i mean you should have said know. no i'm a mechanic actually <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have a problem with that <laughs> no so there's you know there there are prejudice you know and, and yeah. we had a we had a a depth once that came to the gig and then asked me thinking i was amy asked me if um <laughs> if he wanted if i wanted him to play clarinet and i just looked at him and was like <laughs> No, uh, no, you're, no, no, you're fine. Just stick to sacks. <laughs> That's okay. Thanks. <laughs> it's so funny, but you're but, right in saying that, that, you know, it's if they're mean or it's their egos getting in the way or, the, you know, feeling secure or threatened, 
you know yeah it's not it's not it's the person it's not that i don't think it's the gender i'm sure there's yeah. probably women out there who who um would would feel threatened by another female instrumentalist or that's why you got to stick together because there's room for everybody everybody's different and there's room that's why i'm doing this podcast because i want to i want to be able to promote women in the genre you know and i want to be Mm. able to support women you know i I think that's amazing it definitely needs support yeah Yeah, it does and i just want to see more women coming through and they are more women are coming through now and um but you know dating back i mean it's not like we didn't have women we there was lots of all female orchestras back yeah back in the 20s you know when they just kind of forgotten about or they weren't mentioned the way they like some like it hot (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah. they were great, but they weren't really taken no. seriously because they were women. And I yeah. think now um, we've always had them, but now I think they're take they're being taken more seriously, and so they should, you know. But hey, you know what, Lana, I I love talking to you, and I'm I'm really excited to actually come and see this your swing band. I mean, I'm really excited about that. And you can check, <laughs> you can check um, Lana May's um, Instagram and your Instagram is Lana May Clarinet. It is, yeah. And check her out because she's brilliant. <laughs> and we'll we'll definitely come and see the swing bank. But I am going to look forward to seeing more posts on your Instagram. And oh, I'd thank love you so it much. if you girls got together and you did that Zoom where you all play your parts. And I mean, yeah, I'm we'll give it a go. Just give it a go. Yeah, and, you definitely. Know, I think that'd be amazing. And just keep getting yourself out there because you're brilliant. And I'm, we'll definitely have that chat about Janice Joplin as well. Another time. Oh, and I'll definitely come see that show when it's <laughs> 100%. That's the gorgeous Lana May Hodge. Absolutely love that girl. What, a, what an absolute treasure she is. And you can find links to her music in the show notes. That's the show, guys. In fact, it's the last one for a couple of weeks. Yes, it is, sadly. But don't worry, I will be back in your feed soon. In the meantime, why not go back and listen to the previous shows you may have missed. I've been joined by some wonderful people like Sharice Adams, Burnett, Huey Morgan, Camilla George, Chris Hawkins, and just so many, many more. I've really, really enjoyed this series, and I'm really excited for the second series with more amazing, amazing artists. Now, guys, once you've caught up with all the podcasts of the first series, because I know you're going to be excited for the second series, I couldn't say that, why not check out my new album? It's called Lost, and it comes out next week. Um, No, in fact, it comes out a week today um, on the 4th of December, and all the proceeds go to the wonderful Nordoff Robbins charity, who I'm a very, very proud ambassador for. It's available from iTunes, and all major platforms and you can pre-order on ditto as well and it will make a great christmas gift but more importantly it will help keep a really important charity going remember all the big christmas events charities rely on to raise money are not happening this year that's my dog barking i love that hey billy not happening this year so please do what you can just to remind you you can also listen to the album on spotify amazon it's literally on all major platforms and you can pre-order i'm just repeating this again on ditto 
And don't forget to follow the Sisters in the Shadows playlist featuring the brilliant artists we've talked about or have been guests in the series. They're all absolutely incredible. I love them all. And Sisters in the Shadows was presented by me, Coletti Cooper, and is a Pod People production. Thanks to, of course, the gorgeous, gorgeous, brilliant Mikey Hansen and the gorgeous, brilliant Jake Trappett for their production support these last, um, been quite a long time, hasn't it? Good seven months. And um, we really look forward to the next series. So remember to subscribe on your favourite podcast app so you'll get a new episode as soon as it drops in a couple of weeks. Bye for now, guys. I love you. Thanks for listening. You've been great. And uh, do what you can to please help Nord of Robbins. Pod people.